Welcome to the Lunchtime Podcast. Hello friends, welcome to your lunchtime podcast. Look, not really much to say for the intro today. It's pretty self-explanatory, it's a solo. Old Ginger Nuts was off uh, recruiting for the concentration camps. So, the only thing I can really say is part of the part of this solo episode today is I... I wonder where the fuck McDonald's restaurants, like your fast food chains, where the fuck do they come from? Anyway, let's just get on with the show and uh, enjoy it on those sweet ears. Hey guys, welcome to your lunchtime podcast. Yep, one is the loneliest number. Today, flying solo. Old um, Ginger Nuts, Ron, he's off having a look after his little boy, he's a bit sick. So, you're just stuck with boring old me today. I've um, was talking with some of the guys earlier. And I... I got to thinking, I, I don't even remember how it came up, but McDonald's. Have you ever noticed, well it's, it, it might just be me, but have you ever noticed it seems like McDonald's restaurants just pop up overnight? It's like, like those t-shirts you used to be able to get that were packed in so hard and tight with, into the plastic that when you, you put water into them they expanded. I think McDonald's has perfected that to buildings. Because, I mean, think about it. One minute, well, one minute, one day, you're going past this area, sort of getting built up, and there's a spare allotment. And over the next day, two, three days, all of a sudden there's a McDonald's there. The golden arches are up, there's a drive through, cars running in and out. And it's pumping. It's the same with, you know, something like KFC. But where the hell do they come from? Overnight. Literally, it feels like overnight. So I, I think instead of governments around the world focusing on climate change, I think they need to investigate the science of a McDonald's or a KFC popping up overnight. Because it makes no sense. Crazy how nothing there, and then poof, there's a McDonald's, there's a KFC, 
all up and running. I know you see them with a lot of renovations, but you never see an actual restaurant from these guys being built. Um, yeah, it's a little bit crazy to me how you see these places just pop up out of nowhere. Well, surely they can start doing that for other other businesses too. They've just got to get those secret World War II Nazi scientists. They're probably the ones that help perfect it. Have to ask Ron what his connections are. <laughs> It's, it's, it's funny when you're doing a podcast by yourself too. You don't realise how much rubbish you talk. And I'm... So I also take notes when I think of little funny anecdotes or thoughts or even old, old stories. I look at them and I, and, I, and I glance at them real quick and I read them. And in my own head as I'm reading them there's a voice going, God, this is... Oh, she, where the fuck do you come up with this rubbish? <laughs> Thank Cross, I'm not medicated. Because I'm pretty sure some of these stories that I could come up with if I was medicated would be would be even worse. You'll have to excuse me, because I'm also eating my lunch, an apple. Settle down. I know, I know you're jealous of having a single apple for my lunch. Getting too fat. Shit, shit just tastes too good. This apple's not bad because being fat and not really eating a lot. This tastes like the Cadbury's caramel to me. Don't people going nuts for that shit too? Caramel. I'm pretty sure you can make your own. Just uh, get a condensed milk or however, however caramel's made, and you know, melt a bit of normal chocolate in something, and then just mix them together. I'm pretty sure you can make your own just as good. But to be honest, I actually don't think Cadbury's the best chocolate I've ever had. All the way across, across the uh, ocean to our. Our brother's next door, New Zealand. One of their companies, Whitaker's, I think, to me, has some of the best chocolate you'll ever have. A couple of years ago, my, uh, my wife and I, we, uh, we were in New Zealand, and being the fat bastard I am, who enjoys Whitaker's chocolate a lot, especially the peanut slabs, shout out to Whitaker's. If anyone has, if anyone has a hookup with Whitaker's, get in contact with them, Get them to get in contact with me, or give me some details and get in contact with them, because I tell you what, I will flog Whitaker's chocolate on this podcast every day for the next year. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much I enjoy getting fat off their, off their gear. But um, back to what I was saying, we, yeah, we were in New Zealand a few years ago, over in Aotearoa, shout out to our our Kiwi cousins, and there was 
blocks of Whitaker's chocolate that you, at the time you couldn't get in Australia, which some places you can now. The confectionery warehouse, shout out to those guys too. Oh, they stock a lot of their stuff. But because there was so much that you couldn't get in Australia, we ended up coming back with five kilos of chocolate, of Whitaker's chocolate. Now, if you've had their stuff, you know their bars aren't really thick. They're not, they're not lacking. They're not too thin. They're a good portion size. So there's not much weight to them. So can you imagine five kilos of these blocks of chocolate? I think in the end, because there was so much chocolate, I think some of it actually went out of date. There was that much. And we ended up having to throw it out, which makes the, the little fat kid inside me cry, along with the outside fat kid. I, um, I've been getting back into UFO documentaries, and uh, I don't know if it's got anything to do with Halloween, because I'm not really one to celebrate Halloween, but a lot of uh, paranormal shows, whether it's ghosts or aliens and stuff, I'm, like most of you that have listened to an episode or two before might might know that I I believe that there is some sort of well I want to believe I want to believe there truly is an alien life form out there one that can better better the human race for our own good before too much damage is done but was watching on Netflix haunted big ups to Netflix, keep me entertained. Um, yeah, a show called Haunted, it released its second season the other day or the other week. And it got me thinking about how some of these paranormal stories just sound like absolute utter shit. But then I think back to my childhood, when I was really young, my, my mother had leukaemia and we were living in a town called Rockhampton. Now, my mother was flown, well, she was transported down to Brisbane for her, her uh, chemotherapy for leukaemia. And those close to me that know, know this, like mum, my mum was in a pretty bad way. So I was staying with other relatives while my grandparents came down to support my mother. And one of the relatives I actually stayed with was my great-grandmother, my, my grandfather's mum, Nana Barnes. And I remember she had a two-bedroom house. It was a two-story. But from my recollections, it was a two-story house in Depot Hill in, in Rockhampton. Um, I think it was number three Arthur Street in Depot Hill, I think it was. Anyway, I remember staying with her and there was the spare bedroom and she always used to tell me, don't go in there. That's Pop's room. So, also my, my grandfather's dad. And I always used to think, oh, Jesus, that's a killer, isn't it? Dave Thompson, please contact reception. Dave Thompson, contact reception. 
Jesus, fuck, that gives me a heart attack. That shit is ridiculous. I need to cut that fucking shit out of here. Good God. Um, where was I? Yeah, so I would go into Pop's room just for something to do. Have a look around. Smell his um, old spice. I generally, just being a little kid, get touchy with his stuff and Nana was always like, you're not allowed to touch Pop's stuff. And she roused on me one day because I was playing with somebody's gear. And she made me sit on this stool outside the spare room. Now, I remember Pop Barnes coming up to me and talking to me while, while Nana was downstairs. She was, I remember she was hanging at the laundry. And I was talking to Pop. And he was... At the age I am now, I don't really fully recollect what he was... I, I do remember parts of it, how he was telling me, it's okay, she's just being cranky. And I remember having this conversation with him and he, he, he was standing there next to me along the wall while I'm sitting on this little footstool. And I had to go to the toilet and I remember him saying bye. Which I thought, at that time as a child, I thought, that's really weird. So I went to the toilet, came back, and I was looking for Pop. And Nana, Nana Barnes came back upstairs and I was asking her, where's, where's Pop? And I remember she never really told me. She, she didn't really want to talk about it. And it wasn't until years later that I was having a conversation with my mum about, um, about the time I had the conversation with Pop Barnes. And that's when she took, this is where it got really, really strange for me. Because like I said, I'm not really a big believer in ghosts or anything like that. But she told me he died the year before I was born. And I, and I told her that that couldn't be right because I remember having the conversation with him. I remember him in these little, little, uh, little shorts, like, like the old Aussie blokes wear, old grey shorts. He had the white button-up T-shirt. And I vaguely remember the way his hair was. And I described that all to her. Well, she was talking about that with another relative one day who was actually with him when he died. Now, Pop Barnes was in, into the horses and he died of a heart attack at Callaghan Race Park in Rockhampton. And when she was telling this other relative about it, he said that's what he was wearing the day he died. So... It's, it's they, there could be a case for maybe maybe spirits or ghosts do exist maybe but because our childhood brain isn't as developed as an adult maybe the brain's more susceptible to to seeing these things but I'm not sure what do you, what do you guys think but it still weirds me out because I can still remember the image of him standing next to me, leaning on the wall and talking to me. Even though he had already passed away. So, 
So what do you guys think? Do you guys have believe in aliens? Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, send us a message. It'd be, be interesting to hear some of the stories you guys would have. Send, send in your voice messages to us with uh, if you believe or if you've got any good, good tales. It's always good to hear other people's stories. That's, that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast, you know. Just like to talk a bit of general shit, and, but I also like to hear other people's stories. So, if you've got any, if you've got any good stories, or if you know anyone that's got any good stories, send them in. Send your messages in. And uh, we'll talk about it on a further episode. So, what else? We uh, haven't haven't checked the news today, so what do you reckon? We'll have a, have a squiz at the news, see if we've got anything worthwhile. Where are we? Hmm. What do we got? What do we got, guys? Let's see. We'll find something interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, this this has been going on. First news article I see on shoutoutnews.com.au, where I always get my my news three to four times a day. But this has been going on for a few weeks with this tour, but. Fans walk out of Krusty Demons before it starts. Well, what have we got? Hundreds of Aussies are fuming after being severely unimpressed by a series of daredevil motorbike stunt shows across the country, and now the organisers have been accused of withholding cash from a small business. Huh. Audience was promised death-defying stunts and pyrotechnics, but hundreds walked out and complained after the show that it felt disastrously flat. Well, this has been going on for a little while. They've been doing it for so long. And I guess it's probably getting to a point for them where they just don't give a shit. There are... Which is... Which is fucking pretty shit house on their behalf. People are paying good money, you know, to get themselves, to get their kids in, to, to keep these guys going, basically. And all these guys are doing, getting their money, turning around and giving a big fuck you to everyone. Well, they're, um, and now they're doing it for small businesses. So what's happened here? Gordon McCormack, who runs a security company, told News. company to the star members to the Townsville Demons show on August thirty first. His company was supposed to be paid fifteen grand for the service, and was given seven grand of that upfront. But he hasn't seen a cent on the remaining eight thousand seven weeks after the be paid. It's killing you, nice. Know, business owner and I've got a hundred twenty staff members on quite locally and folks destroyed our office earlier this year. We lost everything, we managed to drag out a couple of there, cars and computer, I had to spend a hundred thousand dollars rebuild the office and rebuild my business again from scratch. Something like this happened. Playing that is worse, he says the organization tablet, the shambles, security guards were the ones who caught the backlash. People are saying 
the worst show they've ever been involved in. They're walking out before most of it had even started. Well, that's bad, isn't it? This... Yeah, you can't really, can't really defend a big, a big show like that, can you? Like, who knows what's going on with these guys? There aren't. Is it that they're getting their money and just not giving a shit, or is it bad preparation on their behalf? Yeah, these guys need to look at something to. They need to have a look internally to see see what the problem is. Sort out the problem. Pull out the bad weeds. Um, what have we got? Married couple falls in love with a woman. Eh, no one cares. Mm. Obviously there's don't have enough time left today to talk about what's going on with the drought affected farmers with this fucking Morrison government more concerned about giving money to the US to NASA to helping other countries when our fucking backyard is collapsing and the Morrison government wants nothing to do with it now I'm not going to get right into it because I only know a little bit of what's happening I don't like to use this as a political platform of any sort but we, we just know as a country something has to be done for the farmers these guys are getting in one of them getting in, has, has gotten into a, over a million dollars of debt to keep his farm running and it's just not accepted from the Morrison government. They made all the promises and haven't even come close to delivering. But we won't get too far into it because we're just about finished today's episode. So we don't like to get too political. Yeah. What do we got here? Best of the red carpet and women's health magazines, women in sport awards. Not too fussed about this. Not a big. Well, just opening up the article. Damn. We've actually got a few dime pieces here. Whew. Fitness Queen Katie Williams. Mm. The AFLW slash boxer Taylor Harris. High jumper Amy Pekovich, I think it's pronounced. Good lord. Good lord. All the thirsty guys are out there. Want a, want a tall, want, want a drink of that tall water. Ooh. What else do we have? What else do we have? Oh, this is for real. Playboy model running for president. Yeah, we won't, won't bother with that. Boxer dead at 27. Ah, uh, this is... I read this yesterday. 
Patrick Day, who on the weekend fought against uh, Charles Charles Conwell. It didn't seem like he'd taken a lot of punishment. He, he he took a shot. He went down. He got back up. He seemed fine. He was walked very steady back to the referee. He um, was clear, coherent, and he took a couple more punches, and his head just completely bounced off the canvas when he went down in the last round. So, unfortunately for Patrick Day's family, he passed away. Boxing. Boxing. Hell of a sport. Doing the old solo. What's in it? Ginger? Ginger nuts? Harry. It's <laughs> Harry. Well, the internet is nah. You little fellas off sick? Probably listening. It's probably like me, I actually don't listen back to these. So when I get asked questions about something they say, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, what they're talking about. I'm going to get more sessions. But, uh, yeah, did you see that over the weekend, Charles Conway in his fight, it was a boxing bout. Dropped a guy, uh, Charles Day, in the last round. No, Patrick Day, in the last round. And the next day, Patrick Day died. Yeah, it was, it was bad, man. It was a bad, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a knockout, but they had to put him, they had to carry him out of the ring. I'm like a gurney and shit, so they had they got into the hospital straight away, had to straight away perform um, like an op- operation for the poor bugger. And unfortunately never recovered. He was only young. Just out of it. Just out of it man, it was yeah. Been a rough year for boxing. Quite a few deaths. But um but I guess we'll call that time for the day. So. See you later, listeners. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, that's it, guys. Another episode of your lunchtime podcast done and dusted. In the books. Packed away. Hope you enjoyed. Hope it wasn't too boring for a solo podcast. But, um... Over time, hopefully, I'll just get better with, with solo ones. We have some good good podcasts coming up. I've got one with a, one of my oldest, dearest friends, Jamie, Jamie Ruse, coming up within the next week or so. And the most listened podcast we had was my interview with my, my best friend, Dan. That's, that's our most listened to podcast, thanks to you guys. Um, we've got another episode with him coming up in the next few weeks as well. So in the meantime, remember to follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can listen to us, you know the deal, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. And you all know by now that, you know, through Anchor you can leave a voice message. Those voice messages will uh, play on the show for you. Get yourself involved, answer any questions or any, you know, 
converse with the opinions that you might have on something. Anyway, guys, once again, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed, and go powder your nuts and go fuck the day in the submission. I'm out. Bye-bye, you crazy fucks. This episode of the Lifestyle Podcast was brought to you by Anchor FM and the Fantastic Mr. Matt.